Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about my first degree black belt promotion. Wednesday, I was promoted to first degree black belt. It was a huge honor and still feels kind of surreal. When I started, there wasn't an obvious path to black belt. I had no idea how I was going to attain it, but I knew I wanted to become a black belt. I wanted the skills and the mastery that came with learning the art. I had fallen in love with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The gym I started at was led by two purple belts, and it seemed like every day I was there, they were losing more and more of their passion to teach and to train. Most days, it seemed like they didn't want to be there. So when I found Brandon in 10th Planet, it was a match made in heaven. I was so fortunate to find Brandon, and I found this purple belt who was obsessed and who I wanted to follow and who I believed in. And I've gotten all my ranks now from Brandon Blue all the way now through first degree black belt. But the first degree black belt is a lot different than the black belt. And I'll explain that and I'll talk about my feelings and how I feel I've developed from black belt to first degree black belt. But like most schools in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, 10th Planet does not have a test for each belt rank. So for blue, purple, brown, and black, there are no tests. It is given based on the instructor's uh, you know, belief in you that you are that belt. It's merit-based. So most of my ranks, I had zero idea I was going to get them. Now, I was pretty sure that I was going to get my black belt the day I did just because I had to go down to a seminar. Brandon just kept telling me, hey, I need you to go with me to this seminar, to the Eddie Bravo seminar down at Gulf Shores. And I knew like just the way he was talking and the way that he kept asking me and like, no, 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 you have to go. You have to go. I I was pretty sure I was going to get my black belt. But that day still it just means so much to me. And I'll remember that day for the rest of my life. It's easily one of the five best days I've ever had. It just, that day, you know, really brings up a lot of feelings and emotion because that day really represents my journey from white belt, like this guy that had no path in life that didn't know where he wanted to be to, you know, six years later, I had found this passion and I'd found this calling in life. And that's what that black belt represented to me. But after Black Belt, uh, 10th Planet follows IBJJF's regulations. So it's every three years in between promotions. So your first degree is given three years after your, uh, after your Black Belt. And then the second degree, another three years. Third degree, another three years. Well, the fourth, fifth, and sixth Black Belt, it's five years in between promotions. And then the uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth, it is seven years in between promotions. And the 10th degree black belt, the red belt, it is given based on some special circumstances. So I'm not even sure if the Gracies know, like basically they just give it to an old master that's done a lot, but there isn't any curriculum. So that's kind of the one that, you, you know, there's a lot more, uh, I guess, consideration put into your legacy and how much you've given back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before you can become a red belt. It's not just given to you based on time. So at least for my next eight stripes after the first degree, it'll be given to me based on time. And I am going to find somebody, whether Brandon dies tomorrow or, you know, hopefully, I'm really hoping that I get every single degree from Brandon and Eddie. That would just mean the world to me. But I am committed to trying to earn that red belt and really trying to create a legacy in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But the purpose of this episode is really to talk about my journey from black belt to first degree black belt, that three year period, okay? 
because a lot of people here, uh, black belt say, oh, when I got my black belt, it felt like I started over. And I understand now because I remember hearing guys say that and I thought that was like kind of stupid. Like, what do you mean you started over? You know, you're a black belt. You know, you've got these kick-ass, badass skills. You know, you can kill people on the mat. You know, you've traveled, you've trained. You've A lot of times you've, you know, trained with some of the baddest dudes in the world. Like, what do you mean it feels like you started over? It feels like you're a white belt again. And what I'll say from my own personal experience is there is some truth to that, but I don't think it's um, the way that you're thinking. So when I was a white belt, okay, and particularly the white and blue belt, my passion to train, it felt like I was a kid every time I went to jujitsu. I was constantly learning new things. And the results really didn't matter. I mean, obviously, I was competitive. But at the same time, I wasn't expected to win. So I didn't feel like I had pressure on my shoulder. I felt like I was able to just go in and learn and to try and do my best. And then every little baby step I took, it felt like it was a giant leap, you know, like I was taking this big step forward every time I learned something and every time I did something new. And that made it really exciting and it made it really, really fun. And I always, you know, I I used to joke with people at Brown Belt. And right when I got my black belt, I was like, oh, no, no, you're lucky. Like, you don't realize how much fun you have at white and blue belt. Like, those are the most fun times in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's when you had the most fun training at purple and brown. And then I was thinking in my mind at black belt, you have all these responsibilities. People expect a lot of you. Like, at purple belt, people expect a lot of you on the mat. So like if you're going and training at another gym and you tell somebody you're a purple belt, like there's an expectation, you know, that you're expected to uphold and, you know, you have all this pressure to go out there and perform and to, you know, you know, try and reach mastery and all this other junk, you know, that, that we kind of tell ourselves and, and kind of these expectations we give ourselves. Well, at Black Belt, the biggest thing um, that's happened is that joy of training. Like when I was a white and blue belt, it's returned. All the pressures and, you know, the ego that I had created at purple and brown are gone, you know, and it's like when I received my black belt and I would say it's more about a year after I really grew into a black belt, I just let go of all the pressure that I'd created for myself and I stopped judging myself and I really let that ego die and now training is again my favorite thing in the world and when I was telling the guys Wednesday after I got promoted is... I really feel like since I was promoted quickly through the ranks that I didn't get to mature at each belt level. So for me, my path was a year and a half at blue belt, about nine months at blue from blue to purple, about a year and a half from uh, purple to brown, and then two years to black belt. So it took me six years and right at one month. So six years and one month. I always tell people six, uh, six years, I always round down. And then another three years to first degree black belt. But six years in, I still was a very, uh, looking back, I was a very immature grappler. I had a lot of insecurities and those insecurities led to sometimes me isolating myself. Me trying to be competitive with everybody. Me trying to always prove that I was the best. I had this very workman-like attitude. And so I really started to isolate myself. You know, I never was disrespectful. I never, like, you know, was mean. I never, like, broke somebody's arm out of, like, ain't nothing like that. Nothing crazy like that. But I just, when I went into train, I was there to train. And I was there to train hard. I took it very, very seriously. And 
since it became kind of my job, I started to lose some of that love because I was always going in there with these expectations. And at Brown Belt, it definitely started uh, started to overwhelm me. And I've been really honest. And you guys have heard me say on the podcast, that's the first time that I had actual thoughts of quitting. Like, oh, why am I doing this? You know, I'm not even really enjoying coming into train. You know, some days would still be pretty awesome, but I would definitely have like a week where I would just be in this funk where, you know, I didn't really want to train. I was forcing myself to train. I was having to pump myself up to come into training. And it just wasn't healthy. I didn't feel like jujitsu was a healthy aspect of my life during that time. But once I got the black belt and I really got to kind of strip and kind of step away from, okay, you know, I've got to prove myself. I've got to earn, you know, I felt like I'd kind of hit the top of this mountain. What I realized was, is I'm nowhere near the top of the mountain. I'm right back at the beginning though where I can kind of experiment and I can learn again and I don't always have to play my A game. And so it's like I'm an expert white belt, which might sound really weird, but that's kind of the mindset that I feel I have. I'm taking people's classes again. I'm drilling more. I'm really engaging and rolling and drilling with white belts and blue belts, and I'm really finding tons of value in that, and it's only made my jujitsu so much better since I have been able to go back into that learning mindset. So for me, this journey has been, uh, you know, from black belt to first degree black belt is really learning how to learn again, really learning how to have fun again with jujitsu, and When you're obsessed with like, I want to be the best, or I want to be one of the best guys in the world, and I want to be able to hang with anybody, you really kind of put the fun aside because you're like, I can't have fun here. I'm here to accomplish. I'm here to do what I need to do. And what you realize is, is that that mentality, losing that kind of childlike, you know, ability to learn is really holding you back. It's actually making your jujitsu a little bit more stagnant. And eventually you kind of run into this wall where, oh man, you've got these techniques that you're super, super good at, but everyone knows you're going to do those techniques because you've been doing them. And so then you have to use your strength and your athleticism to kind of overcome that. But when you go back to like when you're a white and blue belt, the results come so, so much faster because you're always experimenting and you're always adding new things to your game. And so that's to me what this belt represents is just my ability to get back and learn. And I really feel like kind of that Josh Waitskin kind of art of learning. I, that is uh, what I really feel like I've accomplished and have been trying to accomplish. Just that mindset of, no, no, no I'm going to go back and I'm going to work on the things that I need to work on. I'm going to work in, uh, on areas that I'm not as good at. But I'm also going to open up, you know, because to do that, you have to open up. So my jujitsu, as it's opened up, my personality and Matt's scaff has opened up. I've become much more vulnerable. I've started a podcast. I've been much more honest about my thoughts and feelings about jujitsu. And in turn, I'm helping so many more people, you know, way more people than if I just showed you, hey, let me show you my favorite side control scape. What I've realized is, is man, as I've become more open and vulnerable and I've started to become more connected to the communities I'm involved with, man, like I can actually make like real changes in people's lives. And that's what I wanted to do from the beginning. And I think uh, all of us, you know, you want to find that calling in life where you can make a difference. I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome to just be a multi-millionaire dating models, yada, yada, yada. But for me, I've always had this sense that I wanted to help people with you know, a gift. 
I wanted to work hard at something and then in turn give back and really change people's lives. And I'm really starting to see 10th Planet Decatur, what me and Brandon are doing, we're changing people's lives. But then even myself, my own kind of personal brand, I'm really starting to change and affect people in a positive way, which in turn just makes me much more motivated to, during these next three years, just double, triple, quadruple down. You've heard me say this, like at the beginning of this year, my my mindset was, because like I knew I was getting my first degree black belt, but like my mindset is like when I got my black belt, I knew there were changes I had to make, right? But now that I've got my first degree black belt, I don't feel like there's that many changes. I feel like I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And if I do that, when I get my second degree black belt, man, I'll be three, four times better at jujitsu, at helping people, at communicating with people, at teaching, at changing and, you know, helping people, uh, you know, change their lives. So what I want you guys to understand about the black belt and especially about this journey at black belt is, yes, there is some truth, you know, that you do start over, but it's really more about a mindset and an ego starting over instead of like, oh, you know, like I don't want you to think about it like, you know, your skills start over, you, you realize, because that's what I was like, what are they talking about? Like, are they realizing that they don't know anything about jujitsu? Like, no. In fact, I actually realized that I know uh, like a ton about jujitsu. I feel super confident in my ability to teach. Like, it's not like I had like this crisis where I was like, oh, I'm a black belt. I feel like I don't know so many things. Like, no, no, no. I feel confident like right now if they're like, hey, we need you to teach a class in front of Hicks and Gracie and Hodger and Marcelo. Like, I would be 100% down. I feel like I could even show them like, you know, a couple of things. Because I realized that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is so vast and that we all can kind of carve out a niche. And in that niche, you can teach anybody. And that's why it's so important when you become a black belt, a first, second, third, whatever, you know, you've been training for 30 years, you need to take other classes. You need to study other people's material because a purple belt can show Marcelo Garcia something he's never seen before and so if a purple belt can show Marcelo something he's never seen before and teach Marcelo then a first degree black belt definitely has multiple things that he can show Marcelo and he can show anybody and that's the confidence that you get so like a white and blue belt the difference is like when you start right like you're just having fun but you don't have any confidence right and so when you don't have confidence there's no expectations and so there's no expectations you don't have any pressure which in turn makes training fun because everything you do is great but at first degree black belt you have kind of again you get that fun back in training but now you have confidence so it's not like you're a white belt you're not just there to have fun you're there to have fun but you also have the confidence that you can compete and hang with the top one percent of practitioners in the world as well as man, you know, you really know your craft and you can teach and you can change people's lives, whether they're black belts or white belts. So it's been an awesome journey, guys. I really just implore you guys to stick with it. You're going to have your ups and downs. And anybody that says they haven't had their uh, had any ups and downs is lying. You know, you're going to have thoughts of quitting. You're going to have times where you don't enjoy training, but self discipline just be disciplined continue to train listen to those warning signs when you're just constantly filled with negative thoughts about your training talk about it change the way you're training because the juice is uh, the juice is worth the squeeze i wouldn't be half the man i am today without brazilian jiu-jitsu and the people that brazilian jiu-jitsu has brought into my life and the first degree black belt is all about that it's all about the connections that i've made and the communities that i'm in you know in part of like I just 
thank you guys so much. You know, all of you guys that I've trained with, all of the students that have taken my classes, anybody that's ever sent me a positive message. I mean, couldn't do it without you. I, I really couldn't. So you guys are going to see I'm much more motivated. I shouldn't say much more. I've been super motivated the past couple of years, but I'm going to keep that motivation and you guys are going to see a lot more out of Matt Scaff in the next three years. So yeah, let's end the podcast. All right. Um, let's talk a little PGF real quick. So final PGF news. We finally have 20 competitors. So it's going to be a 20 competitor season. And the format's going to change a little bit. So I believe there's going to be one week of shooting. So these guys are going to have all 20 matches over the course of a week. So it's going to be much more of a sprint uh, than this marathon. But it's going to be a grueling sprint where these guys are competing and going hard at it for one week. And we're going to crown a champion. They're still going to, I believe, there's still going to be episodes released every single week for free on Brandon's YouTube channel. I really think that uh, this is going to propel the uh, season two to reach higher heights than season one. So I'm super excited. The combine starts, uh, or I should say is next Saturday. It's going to be next Saturday. I believe that'll be live on YouTube when it happens. So you guys join me as we put these guys through the combine. We kind of get to know some of the PGF season two guys. We get to see who the stars are going to be because next season is going to be amazing. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.